This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The high temps are here. Thankfully, not as bad as it was a couple of days ago. Uh, however, it's still a hazard out there. But your home improvement projects are not going to stop and they're not going to do it themselves. Also, have you been checking off uh, items on your summer maintenance checklist? Yeah, I don't think so. Today, we'll run down some of those summer maintenance items and share tips for you, keeping you cool while you're working in the Mississippi heat. And as always, we're looking to help you with whatever project you're working on. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you guys doing this morning? Man, doing great. How are you? Good. How about it, Dell? Oh, man. Blessed to be here. All right. Really so good. you fellows have both been like really at hard work in this morning. I can tell everybody's like real. <laughs> everybody's everybody's real serious. Yeah, and yeah. We're just working. Yeah. Yes. What, yes. What, what are you working on, Dell? Uh, right. You know, we, we're trying to meet uh, schedules and keep appointments and. So what are you working on, man? I'm working now. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm working on uh, this low grade. I got um, a house that's flooding. Uh, Water's running in it. So we're um, fixing, uh, you know, making a lot of uh, repairs around there. You're doing uh, dirt work? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we we started with some dirt work, trenched out. We've um, uh, sealed the walls, the bricks, and all the metal and all of those things, so we're going to go back with some new dirt. You know, we're going to do right. a build up and a swell slope. The rain's going to come and challenge you here this weekend. I understand. Oh, we expect so, yeah. to beat the rain always. Okay, good. Now, deal. when we finish, it'll, it'll start raining. We'll get our first test. That's how it works right. always. There you go. How about you, Jeff? <laughs> um, working on deleting some emails. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. good for you. Are, are we on the radio now? We're on. Okay, yeah. good. Yes. Um, we are. I'm putting in a pad today for a new home that we are building in Clinton. What's a pad? That's just the cement thing on the bottom. Well, no, the pad is the actual dirt, oh. and then the the cement goes on top of that. Okay. A uh, house caught on fire back in December. We demolished you, you the had to house go all the way down to dirt. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow. Tore, the, tore the house completely down um, last week. I think is when we tore it down, and and now we're getting. Um, Prepared to build brand new. Wow. So insurance claim, uh, thank goodness no one was hurt in the fire. And at the end of the day, the um, uh, policyholder will end up with a brand new home. Wow. That's amazing. And all I so, did was hang curtains. It's really more economical to go ahead and tear it down and rebuild it. It is. It is. Because we try to remodel it in old and new. It's, it that can, just it sounds you so... The, you spend the same money. You know, you're sitting there. You, well, okay, yeah. If it's so a total loss, I guess so. Correct. Yeah, yes. my wife and I bought new curtains this weekend, which included uh, she wanted to change the curtain rods. Okay, now this is crazy. You're thinking, all right, Jason, it's curtains. Why sure. Why is this handyman hangout stuff? Well, oh, you know, you got to put these rods in the wall. Now, think about it. The rods that are in there, if you want to take those off the wall, a lot of times people who, who don't know a lot about how to put the rods in there, the mm-hmm. curtain rods, We'll just kind of put screws or nails into those holes, and eventually the weight of the curtains brings those out of the wall because they didn't properly anchor it into mm-hmm. the wall. 
And here's the deal, folks. When you get when you get the anchors, all right, these are the things that actually hold the curtain rod. When you put those into the wall, a lot of times when you put them in there, a lot of folks put them in there and use all kinds of stuff to get them to stick into the sheetrock. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, if you will put the hanging uh, little things for the curtain rod in the right spots, they'll go straight into wood. That's right. And mm-hmm. those curtains could That's not right. pull them down. And yes. the trick is you got to get real close to those walls. All right. You know where the, uh, the, the window, let's say there's a window. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the, the edge of the window right there, there's actually a two by four piece of wood right. in the piece of, in the wall right there, just next to the sheetrock. And remember the sheetrock's uh, roughly a half inch thick. Um, so you're, you're, the, the, the wood is back in there a little ways. So if you go up just a smidge, that's you're right. dead on it, on that wood. And you want to put screws into that wood, not nails. And and, and remember, there, there's a header um, above that window. That's mm-hmm. right. So if you can get into that header, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then beside the header, you, you have the two-by-four packers. Right. But if you, if you go probably three inches away from the door, in other words, if the door, if the window edge... Uh, if you if you put that little anchor uh, about three inches away from the door, you're already past the wood. So you're not going to get any wood when you put the screws in there. It's just going to go straight into sheetrock. So get it closer to those yep. windows. You're right. That's a great point. There you go. All right. So that's what I learned this weekend after I filled in the sheetrock holes oh, from last time. I was going to ask you, did yeah. you have to do any spackling? I did. Or, I did have compound. to fill in some holes from, from the sheetrock from pulling the last one because some folks put some anchors in there that were about, I don't know, size of a quarter. <laughs> yeah. And then put holes in the wall. So anyway, uh, there, there, you know, Jason's little tip of the week. Anyway, we are talking today about, well, it's summer. There's a maintenance checklist going on and uh, a couple of things that, that we want to talk about. If you want to get your uh, comment on or ask about some project you're working on, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at org. Got an email here, uh, and this one came in last week, and it's from Poppy St. Pierre, uh, which is a regular listener of ours. And uh, Miss Poppy uh, sent in and said, hey, there's an app which can be downloaded to the phone, which uh, has lists. Uh, you remember last week we had on our small engine repair guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Andrew from from Finder and Small Engine Repair. So anyway, uh, this lady sent in, and, and, and a topic always on that show is always going to be the, uh, the unleaded uh, no ethanol gas, mm-hmm. because that's what you put in the lawnmower and, and all that other jazz. She says, there's an app which can be downloaded to your phone, which lists, uh, uh, has stations with ethanol-free gas in your area. It's called Pure Gas. Anyway, so there, there's an idea. Someone asked me right after the show the other day, hey, can I just go to any gas station and get uh, non-ethanol gas? Unfortunately, no, but you can look up where you can find non-ethanol gas and make sure to get your lawnmower and gas, uh, that kind of stuff there when you do that. Again, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, I want to do one more email. 
All right. So this one is is interesting, guys. You ready? Okay. I have this is from Susan. She says I have a recessed light in a vaulted shower. A vaulted shower. I thought that was okay. neat. Uh, when changing the light bulb, I noticed cold air coming in from the attic. How should I insulate this? Okay, so she's got one of those, I guess, um, can lights. Right. And and she was changing the bulb, and she felt cold air coming from the attic. Hmm. And you can't get to that because it's vaulted. Right. Hmm. You hmm. might can. Hmm. It no. just depends. No. Is there is there any way to... Um, to um, I guess you can't go above. Basically, pull out the can and put something can you behind get that, it. Um, Strong in from the foam spray. You might, you might be able to put a baffle back there, man. Okay, so Dale, That's, you're you're saying maybe uh, some foam spray back there. I, you know, without without looking at it, you know, hypothetically, maybe. Um, I think maybe you can pull the light out, put a piece of... It should of, uh, be a little access to get to it, you know, from the inside yeah, if you... Un- see, you got to be careful, too, because you don't want to... You don't want to create where there's uh, no air heat mo- lock. Where there's no air movement, because right. then then you could start getting um, mold mm-hmm. on that sheetrock. Yeah, especially in the bathroom. You're right. That's right. So you need to get a baffle... It, it's, it's gonna tell. Yeah, mm, I mean, you you got you got sheetrock on one side of it, and you have shingles on the other side. Guess we better go with the old. Uh, <laughs> if it's not broke, can't fix it. Don't fix it. Interesting. You just go through bulbs more often. Hey, switch to LED. Yeah. Uh, that, wow, is that all we got? Okay, uh, so folks, if you're an electrician or a remodeler or something like that, give us a call and see uh, if you're a pro. What's a good solution for this? So this lady's got a recessed light and a vaulted shower that's uh, got some uh, some air coming in from the, the light. So there you go. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. We're going to take our first break. And uh, when we come back, we'll be going over your home summer maintenance checklist. This is going to be fun, too, about how to do one of these things and all the trips you make back to the store. We'll try to get rid of that. If you've got a question about summer maintenance or about any other home improvement project, join the show and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're checking off your... Home Summer Maintenance List. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is going to be neat. Uh, Some of the things you can do for summer maintenance. Okay, you ready for this? Make sure your pool is working. But yes, yeah, that's yeah, a great right. summer maintenance tip. Yeah, or or even better, make sure your friend's pool's working. Yeah, that way you don't have to pay for the pool. All right, uh, easy maintenance. This is like stuff you can do in thirty minutes or less. Okay, this is some of the stuff you can do. Window treatment. This is like one of the biggest things you can do in the summer. Investing in sun blocking window covers of sort, some sort. And a new screen is energy efficient and hygienic, reducing costs, which keeping out pesky bugs and dirt, 
clean the exterior glass of debris and smudges while you're out there. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing is, is that, in other words, to block the sun, uh, I know in my house, my wife and I had blinds for a long time that were not room darkening blinds. They just, they just, you know, covered the outside basically, but light came in. And we thought we wanted that until it was like a thousand degrees outside, and then we got some of the uh, blinds that that block all light, mm-hmm. so that it can be kind of chill, you know. So anyway, something to look at there. Curtains do the same thing, but the window treatments might be something that you can do to uh, to make a big difference in the home real quick. Also, something my wife did this weekend: vacuum the vents. This is crazy. Do you have an uh, irritable bathroom fan? Did you know that you can? It, it kind of sounds like it's wheezing and spitting up every time you turn on. It's probably just full of dust and debris. A lot of fans mm-hmm. get like that. Uh, you can move the covering on the vent uh, and vacuum out the dust right there. The uh, most fans, like say in your bathroom, that sort of thing, have just a covering that is screwed into the uh, sheetrock or something of that nature, and you can pull that covering off. And if you take the, you know, the long tube of a vacuum, just get it up in there. You, it can help out quite a lot. That'll save that motor. Yeah, and move a lot more uh, air than it did before. So anyway, just something you can do real quick. All right, Allison is on the line in Memphis. And uh, what's going on, Alice? Hey, I have a fluorescent light set above our sink. And sometimes the switch doesn't turn it on right away. Mm-hmm. Well, usually it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't come on at all, like after a heavy rain, we've noticed. So do I have a worse problem than just a faulty switch if that sounds like what it is? And can we fix that? Or do you think I need an electrician? I'm going to I'm gonna let the pros handle this, but I doubt your problem's a switch at all. There, there you <laughs> go. No, I don't think <laughs> it's ahead, a switch guys. at all. Uh, a, the old fluorescent lights have a starter, if you would. Um, what is it? What is that technical name for that? Yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it the 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 balance has gone bad, and it won't start that fluorescent tube anymore. So you you don't yeah, when you when you when you a fluorescent tube it actually ignites yeah. gases within the tube so it's got to have an igniter if the igniter's gone bad it's like the pilot light's gone it won't that, matter that's a good way to put it so instead of instead of getting an electrician out there to fix that go buy a whole new fixture and go LED yes mm-hmm. get away from that fluorescent uh, yeah. get an LED it's funny because now you can buy the LED fixtures that don't actually even have a bulb right. Uh, they're just the 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 light is actually part of the fixture, so you never have to really change the bulbs right. in them now. Uh, so you can look for that direction, or you can get some pretty bulbs, that kind of thing. Yeah, e- but, easy fix. Just make sure the the not only the switch is off. If it's on a three way switch, it mm-hmm. could still be hot. So uh, invest in a in a uh, wire tester. They're a couple bucks. And uh, get you a new fixture. Take the old one down. Put the new one up. Yeah, and uh, someone uh, from the crow's nest just asked, "What is a three-way switch?" A three-way switch is um, something that Satan invented and <laughs> gave it to us and electricians. Now, yeah. three. <laughs> that's only because I've had a little trouble with three ways right. in the past. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, and, and over the sink, it's probably not on a three-way. No. Three-way um, switch is where you can go to two different points in the home to turn on or off the same right. light. Mm-hmm. Like, like like on a stairwell, yes, would would, would have a light at the like top and a, and, a, and a switch at the top and right. a switch at the bottom. The lights on, and then you get downstairs and the switch is down. You're like, what? Yeah. So anyway, 
Um, anyway, so do yeah, I would replace that, replace that whole fixture, sure. and they're not easy, that expensive easy. anymore, right. and it's certainly a lot better than trying to repair that light that you currently have. Absolutely, not worth it. Absolutely. Thank you. I love your answer because I'm too old for that kind of fluorescent light anyway. That's right. There you go. That's right. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. If you want to get your answer uh, or if you want to get your question on the air, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Talking about some summer maintenance checklist stuff. And we were talking about vacuuming the vents. We did this the other day, too. Uh, we have a... Uh, a, one one of the vent covers for your air conditioned um yeah what do you call it the the return the return air yeah. yep the filter and uh, just went over to that area the other day and vacuumed around that it's it's not not the actual uh filter itself we didn't but it's funny where where the 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 grate goes over the wall a lot of dust had collected and stuff like that, but it's it's a really good place to find things like that. Well, yeah, you know, keep keep in mind that return air does exactly what it says it does. Right, all the air in your house eventually makes it to the return, and then back into the into the various rooms. It's a very quick place to find a smell in your home that is permeating the entire home. Yeah, quick way to fix so. that too. Um, Hour long projects. Have you, you know you were talking about? We were talking about the thirty minutes or less easy maintenance product. This one, this hour long project. Well, this actually can take a couple hours depending on what you're doing. Check for leaky pipes. This is really weird. Look at this. Leaky pipes are a total bank breaker. You get one you, at half time. You don't know until you got a big puddle out front or in back or something of that nature. They hike up your water bill, ruin your lawn, cause mold and mildew in the house. Uh, fill your walls for wetness, and they even make uh, moisture meters that you can mm-hmm. buy a moisture meter, and you can find different places in your home. Check um, uh, check around places where you know water are going to be, things like your uh, uh, washing machine, things like your dishwasher, your air conditioner, anywhere where water is pumped to or away from for one reason or another. Yeah, you know. Under the kitchen sink, under vanities. Yep. Yeah. You know, that that's a good point. If you will walk around your house, there's a emergency over overflow pan on your water heater mm-hmm. and your um, HVAC system. Had a friend that uh, texted me the other day with a, a video. Mm-hmm. Of water pouring from the outside right. soffits of his um, home. That's right. And that, that's where the that's where the pipe is. Right. And uh, we put it there on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see water coming out of that pipe, uh-huh. you 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 have an issue. Right. Um, the on your heat and air system, you should have a limit switch on that pan. Which cuts your air system off when that pan fills up with water, so it doesn't continue creating right. more water and, so, cre- and create a flood situation. And create a flood, and the right. ceiling falls in, and all that all that business. So, and then when your air quits, you mm-hmm. know, hey man, my switch is on, but the air's not working. There must be a problem. You know, it's funny. Uh, we did this. My wife and I did this back in January, and did find an extremely slow drip under one of the bathroom basins mm. that had this drip had gotten. You know, we had kept things like you know, uh, 
extra boxes of Q-tips or whatever up under there, and it was all ruined. We yeah. had no idea. Sure. It had probably been dripping for months. We just didn't know. You know, So it's mm-hmm. something to take a look at. All right, Kathleen's on the line. What's going on, Kathleen? A tip for y'all about some upgrades for hoses. Find oh. out hey, where hey. your hoses are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run them over with the lawnmower right, or yes, weed yes. eater. <laughs> yes. But make sure you or your helpers know what size round your hose is and get a couple of little extra 50-cent pieces to fix or up or, or little couplings or whatever you need mm-hmm. in case things go awry, which you know they will. Yeah. Murphy lives under the lawn. <laughs> right. Well, every time you cut. And when you wind up the hose, try not to let anyone convince you that putting a tire on the ground is a good way to go. Because snakes like the shelter, too. Snakes love so tires. They love, love tires. Yeah. Get a proper hook or something on the side of the house or the water pump or something to where you can keep it out of reach. And uh, make sure your noses, uh, noses, your hoses <laughs> and nozzles uh, are fitted right because if they're leaking all over the place, sometimes even when you put the hose down, it still leaks. Well, nobody and wants a like, dripping hose. There we go. Hey, hey, you know well, something I've learned over the years that you want to uh, check out in in like with the hose. <laughs> Are you one of those people, Jeff, who buys a new cheap hose every year? Oh no. Or or do do you pay for the like the big monster rubber hose that's like three you inches know, thick? Jeff, and I don't we, have a dollar store hose. There's, there's nothing more frustrating than to get that hose. With the and it's it's in got it. it's got two or three kinks in it and you yeah. turn it on, nothing's coming out the other end. Come on. It's well, well, it's sp- not long enough. Spend, yes, spend a couple extra dollars and get the good hose. Well yes. it's funny because if you'll leave if you leave that hose out, that cheap hose if you leave leave it out on the ground the sun eats it yeah the sun will eat it first of all it melts it when it gets too hot but after it's rained a couple times everything it's all nice and brittle and it'll never not kink again (laughs) right never and like she was saying whichever way you fold (laughs) it uh cheap hose it's gonna crinkle that way every time right thanks kathleen i appreciate it (laughs) well uh, i got another email here real quick before we go to the uh, break, Java. Real quick, I got an email about a shower, another shower thing here from James, and this is a fairly common problem. When using my shower, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. The center valve diverts water to the shower head, but some water continues to flow out of the spigot. Is there a way to stop that spigot flow? And um, this one, actually, there's a couple of ways to do it, but let me tell you, James, the the easiest and cheapest way to do it, that little diverter thing that is in, uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the valve on the on the uh, faucet. Is that what we're talking about? The little the little plunger yeah. thing that you pull up and down. If that's the case, that that whole assembly comes off. It literally unscrews. There's a little screw up underneath there. You can unscrew that. Then you can unscrew the entire assembly where the water comes out of your faucet mm-hmm. and put another one on there with a brand new diverter. And, and and no more water will come out of there if that's how yours is working. Now, if it's one of those with the center uh, that you turn the water on with the center thing and it's always doing that. I mean, maybe there's a valve problem on that. 
Oh yeah, it's internal. Um, you think it's in? You don't think it's the if, little if, water if, diverter? If, if if we have the uh, center knob, then definitely. You know, something is like um, one of the valves is clogged up or something, and it's the cartridge or something. You have to go inside and do a little um, little plumbing, you know, experiment. See, I'm going out. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I think his his issue is the very first one that that you described. I, I don't the water I don't, diverter. Yeah, I don't think he's got a three way or a six way diverter in the, in his shower. Um, but if he does, you could you could pull that cartridge out and put a new cartridge in right. either one. But if not, all you do is you unscrew that thing and mm-hmm. put another one on there. It's real easy and it's fairly cheap, honestly. Under, under twenty bucks. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take Bert in just a minute after our break. And, Bert, I can't wait for this because uh, a DIY gutter project. Boy, do we have some ideas on DIY gutters. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. We're going to be right back after the break. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Talking summer maintenance, but when we come back, we'll revisit a quick DIY project that will make you and your uh, devices happy. We'll be right back. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation here today, you can give us a call at 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, Bert is on the line in Indianola and uh, apparently we told this guy to do something before and now he's reporting back. I hope this goes well. Bert, how are you doing? Hmm. Hmm. Oh man, that is not good. No, that didn't start good, Bert. (laughs) I can't tell if you don't have faith in me or you don't have faith in you. Uh, well, uh, probably more us than you. <laughs> so what's uh, going on, well, man? And actually, actually, we spoke a couple of months ago, and uh, within the next week or two, uh, I knocked it out and just hadn't just hadn't had time to call y'all back. No, oh, okay. But, no. Uh, so what was our original well. advice and the problem? Check in. I said, what was the original problem and advice? Well, I just had some uh, unguttered areas uh, that was uh, starting to mess up some plants. So uh, it was just about a 20-foot run, so I was going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, y'all gave me some good hints, and I looked at some stuff on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowe's had the brown. No, uh, Lowe's only had white. Uh, Home Depot had the brown that I was looking for, the mm-hmm. brown in color. Uh, it, it is the smaller size versus what some of the rest of my house has. But since it's on its own run, you can't really tell. Um, but it went pretty well. Uh, I did learn putting sections together, you need to overlap more than about four inches. Um, <laughs> um, I used their silver kind of uh, uh, glue. Yeah. Um, sealant stuff. Uh, that worked well. Um, but obviously that thin aluminum is pretty flimsy, and and, and you gotta you got to be careful with it. And 
to be honest, I did most of this by myself. Uh, uh-huh. I just put up some uh, uh, some screw uh, clamps. Uh, right. Some, some helpers. Yeah. yeah, I just did that down my run, and that, that kind of held me up. It, it let me run my uh, declining elevation the right way and mm-hmm. kind of measured it off the off the height of those clamps. And uh, uh, so far, so good. you you got to pay attention on your downspout, obviously, uh, to which way the water's flowing um, um, and, and your male-female connections. Right. But, uh, uh, so it worked uh, out well for you. So far, so far, so good. Have and you I been moving the water? Did. Yes, it is. Yes, did, it is. did you have to go around the corner anywhere? No, no, just a straight run. Okay, that was good. Run. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I probably overdid the um, <clears throat> the clamps that uh, screw it to the house. Well, overdid um, is, is kind of a... you put them every uh, six inches? Right, yeah. <laughs> Not quite that much, but it probably was overkill. But I uh, was not going to let uh, uh, it come off the house that these. That, so I'm sitting here laughing because every time I finish a project at my house, I look over at my wife and say, "That's never coming down ever." You can hang on them, right? So, well, that's cool, Bert. Good for you. That's, you know, that's good news. Yeah. Uh, well. Appreciate the help and encouragement. Yes, thank you, hey, sir. Hey, Bert, I got one question for you. I was in Indo, Indo, no, how do you say that? Indianola. Indianola yesterday, a day, a day before. And um, it appears that the Delta is getting a little better shape as far as the flooding. Is that is that your opinion? It seems to be going down over time. Um, well, he's in Indianola, to, which is a little further north, too. So, but, right, Well, yeah, right, but there's, right. still, there's still a lot of flooding there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It, it's not as bad as as the southern and closer to the river area. Uh, it seems to be going back, but I, I can't believe how bad it sounds. Uh, right, yeah, I know area. it. I know it. All right, all right. Thanks, Bert. We appreciate it. Hang in there, man. All right, let's keep on. Uh, let's keep on moving. Susan is on the line in Biloxi. What's the deal with this water heater? Well, it's a it's a double parter. For some reason, uh, they put the air conditioner and the hot water heater up in the attic. Yes, ma'am. Um, right. So, and both require regular maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, two-part question. One, is there any way to easily move the air conditioner downstairs? And uh, the second on the hot water heater, same with the hot water heater, should we move it or should we look at going at tankless? Boy, you you, you blew the whole question <laughs> by throwing in that word easily. Right. Because... Well, I know a pro's got to do it. That's beyond my skill. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, is that, is that obviously anything can be done with the right amount of money. However, easily is where the whole money thing changes. Yeah. And, and Susan, what, you just, you don't want to move your... Your um, heat and air system. Yeah, all down, your duct work, All your duct work goes there, and everything. So everything would have to be moved. Well, yeah, and 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 then, and then where where are you going to move it? Well, there is there are places where you can tell originally when the house was built. That's where they were originally. Yeah. I can't figure out the logic of why they put them in the attic. Well, that's just a good place for them. That that's 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 where we put things today. Um, out of sight, out of mind. We're, we're going to put them in the attic. That's where they belong. Um, so I would not move my air system. No way. No, wouldn't even consider it. 
second question was water heater. Water heater. Oh, we do have um, a sales rep here. Yes, I we would, do have a water heater sales rep here. I would. <laughs> I would go definitely a tankless. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't think twice about it. And I would and I would put it in the attic. Do you have uh, gas or electric? Yeah. Uh, gas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I would do a tankless too. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. How, how many? Uh, how many bathrooms? Three. Oh yeah, three. Yeah. Now just make sure we size it right, and uh, you know you can get six gallons a minute, eight or nine gallons a minute. Make make sure that the water heater is sized to your house. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, one other, just on this other question, on that for just regular maintenance, hire a teenager to climb up there every month and handle the put it, putting the Clorox in the line so it doesn't clog. Right. Well. Yeah, no, where, where, well, since they're teenagers, what's it really going to hurt? But wh- where are you putting this Clorox? Well, in the, in the line so it doesn't clog up on, on the, um, the little parts. You know, we run it through so they can get mold. On the drain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think every month's a little excessive. I was about to say, that's a lot. You could yeah. probably do that every other or every six. Every six months yeah. or so, once a year. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be monthly, and then there's very little maintenance on your tankless water heater. Okay, so that that answers my question. Thank you. Good. Thank you, Susan. Bye. I cannot wait for this one, fellas. I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, I was was talking about him last night. Timothy in Louisiana is on the line. Timothy, are you there? I'm here. How are you yes. guys doing? You sound fine. Hey, man, we hadn't heard from you in a while. If you don't know, uh, if you're just listening, Timothy is uh, is, is someone who's called us in the past, and and uh, we're big fans of Timothy. He lives off the grid, yep. and we're waiting to hear his latest adventure. What's going on, man? Well, you know, I hear you talking about these gutters, you know? Uh-huh. And um, I catch all the water off of my barn, 2,000-square-foot barn shop. Uh-huh. And run it through filters, and I've never had a water bill in 11 years, you know. So how much water I mean, are you get... catching, Timothy? Pardon me? How much water are you catching? I'm retaining 800 gallons. Whoa. Okay. Uh-huh. You have and the that, facilities you know, that, to retain we, 800 we gallons? We rain like crazy here. Right. You know? I mean, we had 91 inches last year. Okay. Wow. So you retain 800 gallons? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you know you know intermediate bulk containers? You see them out on the farms around That's right. here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, get one of those to clean it out, and there's 400 gallons, uh, yeah. 450 gallons per, you know? Okay. And put a little um, solar panel on it and put a, uh, a black light in it in the lid. And it'll keep any, you know, any germs will die in the black light, and it'll keep the algae down. Man, dude, cool. you're nice? just, <laughs> so Timothy, the, you've got to write a book for so us. So the black light kills the algae. Yeah, UV yeah, rays yeah, kill. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Just, what I'm saying, metal or plastic? Say what, Timothy? Outside. We got these dang mosquitoes, you know? Yeah. yeah. And... I'm a big fan of what I learned from my father, and that is wear a long sleeve light blue cotton shirt. Light blue? Why light blue? Is this to scare well, off the hank? You look like the sky. Oh, and okay. The mosquitoes won't land on you. You oh. wear dark colors, and they will come right over there and get right on you and drill in, you know, right through whatever you're wearing. That's fantastic, Timothy. And, we appreciate you know, that. 
and the cotton will wick off your sweat and it'll stay cool, you know? Okay. I don't okay. understand these synthetic materials. We grow cotton here. Wear cotton here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Appreciate it, Timothy. We, we really appreciate hearing from you, man. Have a, have a, uh, have a great one. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And, uh, ooh, 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 if we have time, if we have time today, I can tell you how to replace your current outlet and make it a USB outlet. Isn't that cool? All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions, comments. Tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601, and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. We've been talking about your summer home maintenance checklist and answer your DIY questions. If you want to get a question on the air, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. have an email here that I've just, it, this is, this is just scary reading it. Okay, you guys ready? All right, uh, this is Corbin. They say, uh, I have eight recessed lights in my living room. Okay, there are two dimmer switches for these lights. Uh, When I turn them on, there's a crackle and a flutter of light, which did nothing to uh, to fix this. I I have removed a bulb thinking it might be overloaded, which did nothing. He uh, he looks as though he's trying a couple of ideas here, but basically electrician. Right. (laughs) Everything's an electrician, Um, you know, because it's a dimmer switch. Uh, dimmer switches are notorious for having places in them that get dirt or get banged mm-hmm. up or, you know, that have. Like, they will make that crackle sound do. down low. They you can't. Know, lights generally. But then you get the physics part about it. What type of dimmer switch? And Well, and, oh. and, and also there are certain dimmers that go with LED lights as mm-hmm. opposed to incandescent lights. Yes. So you have to think about if you've got an LED light, you need an LED dimmer. Uh, each time, uh, Jeff, what do you think? This guy's turning the dimmer. He's getting cracks and pops, and um, and and he he's obviously worried that this is a, you said a, two a hazard. This is two dimmers. Well, it's, yeah, it's on a three way. Yeah. He's got one on one coming into the den and leaving the den. Um, Satan's electrician. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think there's two things going on: a bad a bad dimmers, mm-hmm. um. Or um, a loose a loose connection mm-hmm. is what it In, sounds into like. Into one of the switches, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so the way to go there might be to to obviously turn the power off. Yeah. And 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 pull, pull your, both of those switches. Yeah. And ch- check your connection, and uh, then you might look if that's if they're good and tight. You, and you might look at. Um, um, replacing those dimmers. I was just about to say that. It, I mean, you know, they're not. They're not so much that it's it's. Yeah, the, may as well go ahead and replace 30, them while you've got 30, it out. They're thirty yeah, bucks or something. Yeah, but be careful because you got those three ways, and when that one wire come off and you don't know where it goes, you have officially operated the bomb. Right. Yeah. You know, with with that many wires. 
well, in different all, colors all, and colors. All of us have a smartphone. Take a picture of it. Yeah. And uh, and, Just be and, careful. and disconnect it and mm-hmm. then put your new one in. Well, and that Mine was a good a, point. Time I pull it out. It, the wires will just go everywhere. Well, and, and Dell, and we know that we've talked about this before. The the most important tool you've got in your tool <laughs> kit right now is your phone. Sure. Uh, because number one, take a picture. Number two, Google it. So. And then you can Google how to rewire it, but I promise they're not going to explain it where you understand. Right. If you've got a question you want to answer, uh, you want an answer for, call us 877-MPB-RING. Okay, I promise I'd do this when we have time, and this is just so cool. Um, <clears throat> there are... It's, it, there's an easy project that's going to give you so much more flexibility, give you some power outlets, make sure that no one leaves with your phone charger. I, I've done this to a couple of outlets in my home. I absolutely love it. you got to try this. Nine steps to USB outlets. Okay, the USB outlets that they're selling now, the prices are coming down on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they used to be you know, $35, $40 for one of these things, and now they're down under 20 um, but there are nine steps. So what you want to do is um, you need to select one of these outlets. Go to the store, grab one of these outlets. Typically, they are uh, two uh, grounded outlets, standard outlets, electrical outlets, with two USB outlets in the center between those is what they typically look like, but not always. They also sell an outlet that is just four USB outs. You can buy just that. So uh, if that's something you want to do, so go ahead, grab yourself a voltage tester, by the way, while you're there. They're about two and a half bucks, and you can find out if power is to your wire before you start sticking your hand in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's don't, let's don't make yeah, the I mean, finger. $2.50. Let's, Come on, let's, let's don't make the finger the uh, voltage the, tester. The voltage tester. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, number one, switch off the electricity. Please, yeah. I just I, I, try that. Okay, switch off the electricity. Remove the existing wall plate. Typically, on an outlet, the wall plate is um, on an outlet. There's only usually a single um, uh, screw holding in the outlet plate. Okay, take that one screw out in the center to take the outlet plate yeah. out. One for outlet, two for switches. Right, exactly. And uh, you can use a butter knife. Now you want it. This is where it says note the existing wiring. Yes, you can use a butter knife. Good for you. Uh, note the existing wiring. So this is where you take your phone out and take a picture, folks. Right there. All right. You, yes. You don't pull, do nothing without the picture being. No, you pull the pull the outlet out, and the wires will follow it. We'll take a picture right there, right then. Okay. Now remove the wires from the old outlet, and a lot of people. Uh, would have you doing a lot of things. You really want to use the screw portions of the outlets when you yep. reinstall. Okay. Sometimes uh, back in the day, they would take the uh, uh, just a stripped piece of wire and shove it into this little hole. The that's punch in. The, yeah, that's in the back of the outlet. It's a it's a it's a time saver, but it's it's not reliable. It, it's going to come loose. Yeah, it's not reliable compared to using the screw terminal. That's on right. There. So, That's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, you, all you have to do is take the wires exactly as they are now on that current outlet with that picture and try to and match them to the new USB outlet. You're not inventing anything new. You're not changing anything. You're not doing anything special. You're just taking it off of one, putting it on the other. Always notice on an outlet there are two sides. One side is silver. The other side is gold. Keep those in mind when you're looking at the previous outlet also. So uh, then all you have to do is connect the USB equip socket, meaning the new socket 
replace it in the where the old one was. And then uh, secure the – there's two screws that hold the outlet into the wall. And then you just put your plate back on, and you have a USB outlet. You can plug your phone or whatever appliance straight into the wall and not have to worry about one of those little plug thingies. So there you go. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Remember, of course, you can send in an email at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Wait a minute. No, okay. So here's one of the emails that we got. I'm loving this heart. Oh, man, this is going to be big, guys. And I'm sure you've both seen this sort of thing happens. All right, this is from Susan. She says, we bought an old house with heart pine flooring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are deep gouges and scratches in the floor from the previous owner's dogs. What can be done to repair these? Uh, I bet that floor is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you guys have redone floors in the past, I know, sure. with remodels and stuff. What do you think of that? It's very simple. Okay, what what is the remedy? Filler. Move move all of the furniture out uh-huh. and sand the floor. Uh-huh. You, you've got plenty of sanding space. Right. And then recoat it. They will look brand new. Really? That's going to run you approximately... Without moving the furniture, and this is approximate. I don't know where you live. Right. Um, it's going to run you... How much per foot? Four bucks. Four bucks at the end of the day. And uh, floors will look brand new. Hang on. Four what? Four dollars a foot. A foot. There we go. Yeah. You got to throw in that foot, dude. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, only four bucks. Give me two. Right. Um, (laughs) The... but I do want to caution. What's what's this person's name? Uh, Susan. Susan. I want to caution Susan. Um, pine is very very soft. Mm-hmm. So the character you have right now, a year or two, three years from now, you're going to have the same character. Again. Right. Just won't look like dog scratches. It'll be whatever you dropped on the floor. That's right. Yeah. So you know you need to weigh your your options there. Right. Um, and well, and that's a good time if you want to restain it to look like a different. That's thing, right. You know what I mean, that's right. So, so. okay, yeah, you can change the color. True. All right. Here we go. Um, oh, this is like uh, from last. You remember we had uh, Andrew in from Finder and Small Engine Repair. Check this one out. I've got a Honda HR two fifteen self propelled lawnmower. That mm. one sounds like it's got flames on the side, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. All right. It says it's about twenty to twenty five years old. This lawnmower. Oh, my gosh. I did get it started with last year's gas, finally. The throttle lever hardly adjusts engine speed. Then I discovered it wouldn't shut off. Like, it won't stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had to push at a couple levers underneath, probably a carburetor, to do it, but it finally went off. So here's the issue. Uh, he can get his mower started. <laughs> but he can't, he can't make it stop. So, so I guess you could just put some gas in it. I don't know. Maybe it runs out of gas. No. I mean, you could always. I mean, okay. Look, you, the, the, you, the you truth can, is, you can pull the spark plug wire off. Yeah, once. Don't I don't know if you've no, ever done that yourself. Well, as, as, long, as long as you touch the insulation part, right? Yeah, don't let that. Don't gonna, let it bite you. 
make a shortage eventually. That's dangerous. Yeah, you know? yeah. Try not to do that. Pinch yeah. the fuel line, and they don't have the release switch. You know, when you let the handle go, and you know, we're all avoiding the fact that this is a twenty-five year old mower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, there's 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 no safety uh, lever on that mower. No, and the guy oh, just stuck no. his hand up under there and hoped for the best. Right. You know? So uh, let it me, may be time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, uh, <laughs> they make a lot of really good mowers these days, and they, you know, you can get a Honda engine, Kohler engine, Briggs and Stratton, whatever you're looking for. No, he's yeah. got a good one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, it's been running for been running for 25 great years. 1993. Sure, but come on now. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell you what, if you have something that you want to ask the Handyman Hangout, please go online and and ask us through our email, which is fixit101 mpbonline.org. You've heard me read a ton of emails here on the air. You can send yours in, and we'll answer it right here on the air. All right, folks. That's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Dell Moore and Jeff Simmons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.